0: Well, as we continue today with uh, our house, um, I invited Pastor Jamie to bring us uh, the, the the word. Um, Pastor Jamie, his wife Leah, and their child, their daughter Andrea, are here as well. Okay, and oh, they on over there. Yeah, there they go. And um, they they've been thirty six years about in Africa, eh? Uh, doing doing mission work in in Central African countries, planting churches and establishing schools. And you'll you'll tell you a little bit more about it. Um, there are missionaries, yeah, in Africa. We we met over a decade ago. All right, over a decade ago in in, in it was Africa Forum meetings held uh, hosted by Hatfield Christian Church, and uh, we met there. We forged a friendship. We've been in touch ever since. Now, one of the things about this house, about our house, one thing we've done over the years is that we've um, partnered with overseas missionaries that needed to have a base in South Africa. And we, we've helped a number of them to do that. You might remember, some of you are older, Pastor Silmar from Brazil. You're familiar with uh, Sister Madalena. She's just somewhere. Where is she? There you go. Yeah. And and now, most recently, last year, I remember introducing them to you, uh, is uh, Jamie and Leia as they formed a the base here to minister into Africa. It's much easier from here than to be anywhere else in in Africa. And so, in this series, Our House, if you remember, that very first message was when Based on Isaiah, when he saw the Lord, and and then the Lord said, "Who shall I send?" You know, and and Isaiah had said, well, "Here I am, uh, send me." You know, and uh, Jamie and Leah also answered that call because that call is still coming to us today, and they answered that call, "Send us," you know. And he's going to tell a little bit his story about being sent in a in a message called "Be." the answer so Jamie it's great to have you with us the mic is yours and uh, welcome to share with us whatever the Lord has placed in your heart amen. amen the Lord bless you let's give him a warm welcome come on thank you sir. Thank you. Right. Amen. Go thank you. Do your thing.
1: amen well it's wonderful to be here this morning uh, to be able to share the word to worship with you um, we've been transitioned here moved here in November last year and so you've been seeing us coming and going, um, and uh, we've, we've enjoyed we've enjoyed uh, being here each week as we can. Sometimes we travel out. We were just in Malawi doing a leadership uh, training seminar, and uh, we'll be going to Burundi later this month. So sometimes we're here, sometimes we're not. But uh, we're in, when we're here in Pretoria, we love to come and worship with you here at Awaken Life Church. This is a great church. Please don't judge this church by me or the message that I'll bring this morning. Uh, You need to do yourself a favor. Come back uh, next week and hear Pastor Valdea preach the word. Uh, He's a better preacher than me, I'm sure. So you want to make sure you don't judge this church uh, by by this crazy uh, uh, guy standing up uh, here this morning. Uh, You know, we're um, originally from the U.S., uh, so, excuse the accent. Uh, I'm learning. You know, uh, you don't say Isaiah here, you say Isaiah. So, so we're learning. So, excuse my, my Americanisms this morning if they slip out. Uh, but we've been away from America for a long, long time. Uh, we, we came to Africa in 1987. And so, uh, next month will be 36 years that we've uh, been f- doing full-time missions in, in, in Africa. So, You know, we tell people you've heard of African-Americans. Well, people have now started calling us American Africans. So we've been in Africa for a long, long time. I won't tell you how old I am, but I've lived in Africa for a long, long time. Uh, More than half of my life has been here in Africa. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, we're we're so blessed. We're we're, we're just honored to, to answer the call and to do what God uh, has called us to do on the continent of Africa. Um, I started to say we've been here a long, long time, and um, we, you know we've lived in countries like Burundi and Zambia, and Malawi, Congo. Spent a little time in Kenya, Tanzania, and so uh, wherever we are, we we learn to adapt. We learn local languages. Uh, We haven't been in South Africa long enough yet to learn uh, Zulu or or, uh, Afrikaans, Uh, but we do speak English here. But sometimes it might be a little bit different, the the English, you know, in Zambia, I was telling one of our leaders once, I I told the leader, I said, you know, I was just teasing with one of our leaders, and I said, you know, they say the the British, they, they created English, but the Americans perfected it. And, and she said, yeah, it's pasta. You said that's the way they talk in Zambia. She said, it's pasta, you know, huh? Eesh. The British, they created English. The Americans, they perfected English. But we here in Zambia, we've ruined English. So whatever, I don't know what might come out this morning. It might be Swahili, might be some French. There might be a little Kirundi. There might be some Chewa. But we'll try to stick with English this morning. I think most of us speak English here, one form of it or another. But uh, yes, you know, there's a lot. I, my heart is so full this morning. I'm a pastor. I'm a missionary. I'm used to preaching each and every week like Pastor Valdir. But since being in uh, South Africa, you know, uh, we don't get a whole lot of opportunities to preach unless we travel out and visit our churches. Uh, and so this morning you'll have to. Uh, uh, pa- uh, pa- pastor Valdir told me if I go past 12 o'clock, people start standing up and walking out. So we'll try to keep it uh uh, under, under a, a good short time there. But, um, yeah, so my heart's full. I have this opportunity to share and, and Pastor Valdeer asked me to share a little bit about ourselves. So as I said, you know, uh, we, we've been in Africa. We actually, we've been married next month will be 39 years. My wife and I, yes, one wife, hallelujah. And and that's all I need. <laughs> And she says, and one husband is all I need. But uh, 39 years next month. We've been in Africa serving. Next month will also be 36 years. We've been doing full-time ministry because uh, we actually were serving at a church in the U.S. before coming to Africa as a missionary. So we've been doing full-time ministry nearly 40 years. Next year will be 40 years. About this kind of along the same timeline, I think, as Pastor Valdez and his ministry and Dale and their time uh, in, in ministry as well. But... Uh, uh, yeah, so that's us. We have we have four children, uh, two grandchildren. Uh, my, my father once told me, he said, son, if I'd known grandchildren would be this good, I would have had them first. <laughs> and, and so now that I've got a couple grandchildren, I I concur. But we have a couple grandchildren. They're our three oldest children, biological children, are, are living in the U.S. And uh, as I said, so Tom, our firstborn, and his wife, Heather, they have given us two grandchildren. Then I have a daughter as well, and, and she's married. And our, our our youngest son, Stephen, he'll be thirty next month. So uh, we have some we have some uh, mileage on us. But you know what? We're <laughs> We're still going strong for Jesus. And our daughter there, you'll see her walking around after church. She's with my wife there, Leah, and our daughter, Andrea. Uh, of course, I-, I tease people and I say, she looks just like me. But uh, we adop- adopted her from Malawi. She's 15. She's attending Kingsland School over in Ferry Glen. And so we're, 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 we're slowly getting used to life here in South Africa. But that's a little bit about us personally. We've been uh, planning churches. Uh, we came to Africa in 1980 we were in the DRC back then when it was still called Zaire and uh, we were teachers in a Bible school that was in 1987 up to 1991 in 1991 we went to France we spent nine months in France studying French learning French 1992 we came back to the continent of Africa we went to Burundi where we planted our first church and so we just celebrated 30 years as a church, uh, our first church there in Burundi that we planted back in 1992. And so we've been planting churches uh, in other nations across the continent. As I said, uh, Zambia, Malawi, Congo, most recently Mozambique. And now we're working on getting registered so we can launch a church in Uganda. And so I, I won't be happy until I have a church planted in every nation on the continent of Africa. That's my heart. That's my vision. But we also, uh, uh, recently launched some schools. So we're doing schools now, running feeding programs. We were running feeding, a feeding program, feeding 1,500 children in Burundi back in the civil war in the 90s. And then in 2007, when we moved to Malawi, my wife launched another feeding scheme. Since 2007, we've been feeding t- three, four, 500 children uh, a day there in Malawi. Just recently started another feeding program in Burundi. So we love to feed hungry. Children, but we all, and also the handicapped and the elderly, as we're doing in Burundi. But we're also educating children and, and, and planting churches and preaching the gospel. And so, I, if, it, if it's okay, I have a video I'd like to show you. It's less than two minutes, a quick video, and it kind of maybe fill in some of the gaps. So, if we could maybe roll, roll the video there, and let's let's look at that for a minute. Amen. Thank you. So we put the video together last year, and it was during the medical clinic that we were actually putting the video together, so we hadn't finished the clinic at that particular point. When it was all finished, we partnered together with Joyce Meyer Ministries and Hand of Hope, and uh, when it was all said and done, after one week, we were able to medically treat more than 4,000 people and preach the gospel. Each person we'd take to the side, minister Jesus to them, and 1,400 people gave their lives to Jesus That's what was the outcome of this medical clinic we did last year. In Burundi, and now my wife is also organizing to do one again with Joyce Meyer Ministries and Hand of Hope uh, in Malawi later this year in October still planning churches still we 're f- launching our first school. you saw the building that was in the process of being built that was last year we finished building it now for our school in Burundi, and we 're launching that officially September this year so we 're excited about planting churches, feeding hungry children, educating even doing medical work as the Lord opens those doors. And so we're excited. But we're also excited about being a part of Awaken Life Church and being able to come here each and every week when we're in town to be fed and to be ministered to. You know, I I would like to just appreciate Pastor Valdir for feeding us the word of God every week. You know, as I said, I've been in full-time ministry now for a few few years. Uh, Next year will be 40 years. My wife and I have been in full-time ministry, and, and I know I know when a good meal has been prepared, and, and when a good meal has been served up as it is here each and every week. And his series, Our House, that he's been teaching the last few weeks, is no exception. As As usual, we've eaten well these last few weeks here at Awaken Life Church. He, he started the series with Our House, part one, whom shall I send? And today I get the privilege, I get the the honor to preach our house, part number four, answer the call. Huh? When we, we say answer the call, which, which call are we talking about? Are we talking about maybe a phone call from your spouse or maybe a phone call from a friend or maybe a phone call from your pastor calling, hey, say, where, where were you last week, you know? Uh, no, we're not talking about that kind of call. We're talking about another kind of call, a divine call, a call from our father in heaven, who's still asking the same question that that was asked to Isaiah or Isaiah in in Isaiah chapter six, verse eight. He says, whom shall I send? And then it says, and who will go for us? And I trust that you've been encouraged by this series of messages these these last few weeks and, and that you will continue to be encouraged this morning, even today, uh, to answer the call as Isaiah did when he said, here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. And then he says, send me. In fact, I believe God would have us uh, to be actually the answer. You say the answer to what? That he would have us to be the answer To our own prayers. And I'll explain that in just a moment what that means, because to be the answer to our own prayers and to answer God's call is actually one and the same. We we see in Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, uh, verse 37 and verse 38, uh, Jesus, ah, thank you. Jesus said to his disciples, there, he said, uh, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray. So he gives them the answer to, 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 to the, a lack of harvest. He says pray, because really there's not a lack of harvest. The problem is a lack of harvesters. So he says pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Jesus said that the the harvest is great, the workers are few. And I believe the biggest reason why there are still millions and millions of people around the world today who have not yet come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ is a lack of workers or a lack of laborers. Uh, the problem is not a lack of harvest. Jesus said the harvest is great. The problem is a lack of harvesters and, and so in order for more harvest to be brought in there there needs to be what? There, there needs to be more harvesters. Well how do we get more harvesters? We pray. Jesus Jesus said to pray well what do we pray for? We don't pray for more harvest. The harvest is already great. We don't pray for more harvest. We pray for more harvesters. Because the more the harvesters there are, the greater the harvest will be. (laughs) But let's not stop there. That's where it starts. But we don't stop there. After we pray for more harvesters to go and bring in the harvest, let's be willing to be the answer to our own prayers. Let's allow God to use us as his harvesters. And if all of us in the body of Christ will let God use us as his his harvesters, the problem with with, with, with a lack of harvesters will be solved, and the end result will be an increase in the harvest that will be brought in. Again, the more the harvesters there are, the greater the harvest will be. Amen. Usually when someone is prayed for, uh, we'll say something like this. Now, uh, don't try to help God out. You know, God is God. He doesn't need our help. But just leave it in his hands. And usually this is true because only God can heal the sick. Only God can, can uh, set the captives free. Only God can do the impossible. But the prayer to ask God to send more workers into his fields is a different kind of prayer. I believe that's one prayer he doesn't mind us helping him answer. In fact, I believe helping him answer that prayer, being the answer to that prayer, is what he wants us to do. Think about it. This is the one prayer we get to pray that God wants us to help him answer. And, be, and, be, and I believe the more we pray that prayer, the more we'll want to help God answer that prayer. The more we pray that prayer, the more we'll want to be the answer to that prayer. In other words, the more we pray for God to send workers and to his fields, the more we'll want to be the workers in the fields. So let's pray that the Lord, who is in charge of the harvest... We'll send harvesters into the harvest and then let's be the answer to that prayer by being the harvesters that we are praying and asking God to send into the harvest. You know, Paul said this in Acts chapter 20. Paul said in Acts chapter 20 verse 24, excuse me. We see it there on the screen, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others, this is the work he was assigned, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Paul's saying, I've been assigned a task from the Lord Jesus, and that task is to tell others, The good news about the wonderful grace of God to save them. And he says, my life is useless. My my life has no meaning. My life has no value unless I accomplish that task of bringing others to Christ. In other words, Paul is saying, unless I win souls... Unless I bring people to Jesus and develop them into becoming a disciple, my life is one big fat zero. The only reason why I live, he says, <laughs> is to save others. And what about you? What, what, what do you live for this morning? Now I know everybody's busy, going to work, going to school. Taking kids to, to football practice or soccer practice, as we say in the U.S., or rugby practice, or maybe taking the children the, our kids to dance lessons, something like that, paying the bills. You know, I, I get it. But we're all surrounded every day by people at work, people at school at the sports practice field, at the dance studio, our neighbors who need to be told the good news about the wonderful grace of God to save them. You know, in Burundi, uh, we we lived there in the 90s. Then we went back in 2018. uh, There was a situation we had to go back and and sort out. And... um, leadership issue and so we went back in 2018 uh and, and in 2019 almost immediately I, I told the church I said we're going to we're gonna go door to door and we're gonna tell people about Jesus in our neighborhood called Buyenzi. Now Buyenzi is not your typical neighborhood it's not your typical suburb. Uh it's it's predominantly Muslim and so there's some opposition and uh, our church is right on the outskirts of Buyanzi within walking distance. And so I, I organized our church and I said, those who want to go will go. Those who don't want to go, well, maybe I'll go by myself. But I'm going to go and I'm going to tell people about Jesus. And I had people who would, uh, from the church who would join me. We'd go out, about eight of us. It averaged out, to you know, around eight, ten people every week. Thursday evenings, 4.30 to 5.30, going door to door. And Buyanzi is an interesting place, you know. The way they build their homes off, uh, in many places in Burundi, more, more especially in Buyanzi, they'll have the one central house and they'll have three or four or five houses surrounding it. So it's, when we talk about, you know, 50 houses on a street, uh, really multiply that by five. A- a- and so I've estimated there's 26 streets. So street, first, first Avenue up to 26th Avenue, I estimated about 7,000 homes. And I told our church, we're going to go door to door until every person in Buyanzi, they accept it, they reject it, but they're going to hear that Jesus is Lord. We're going to go and we're going to share Christ and we printed up a tract and it shows Jesus on the cross and he's dying and says, look what Jesus did for you. But, and you open it up and the cross is empty and, and, and it's, he, he, he's alive. He's, he, 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 he rose from the dead for you. So he was crucified, buried and resurrected so that we might have life. A simple gospel message there and a prayer to pray for somebody to receive Jesus because often you'll find people were not home. So if they weren't home, we slid a track under the door. So everybody in Buyenzi and just two weeks ago, we finished systematically going to 7,000 homes Door to door from 1st Avenue up to 26th Avenue telling people about Jesus and 3,204 people gave their lives to Christ. Door to door telling people about Jesus. But as excited as I am to testify about our going door-to-door systematically, about the eight of us to 10, 12 who would go into evangelism every Thursday evening from 4.30 to 5.30, I believe evangelism or sharing the gospel should be more than a special program done by a handful of believers, more than something we do every so often when we feel like doing it. But it should become a lifestyle. It should become who we are, wherever we are, something that becomes as natural. Natural to us as breathing air. You know, I have to. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. We say, you know. And I and I have to preach this to myself. So yesterday, I had two electricians come to the house. So they're working on some electrical issues. And on their way out, I said, "Hey, by the way, guys." And I begin to share Christ. And the first elderly gentleman, he says, "No, I go to a church." I said, "Okay, great. Are you born again? Are you saved? Do you have Jesus in you?" You know, just because you go into a barn doesn't make you a horse. So I said, brother, are you born again? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And this was, and I'm not, I wasn't up in his face preaching at him. We had already been chit-chatting, you know. He's working on electricity around the house. I'm building a relationship with him. I take him over to Chamberlain so we can buy a few things. And we're spending time together. But on his way out, I said, you know, here's an opportunity. So he said, no, I'm already saved. I said, Pray, praise the Lord. I said, he said, but my friend over here, oh, his friend, was his assistant, a young guy, his name was Gift." He said, but gift here, you know. I said, how about you, gift? Are you born again? Are you saved? Are you on your way to heaven? Yes, yes, yes. I said, Well, praise the Lord. Just had to make sure. Hallelujah. A couple weeks ago, we had some uh an issue with our car, and so so the 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 the, uh mechanic came to the house to fix fix this situation, and and it was a man and a woman that come. They were they were working on something on the car, and before they left, I, I shared Christ up again building a relationship with them trying to find common ground you know where do you go what language do you speak where do you live trying to be a friend and before they left they let me pray for them to re- to receive Jesus Christ as their lord and savior so this should be some kind of program you know we 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 do once in a while when we feel like it but it should become a lifestyle not because I'm a missionary. Uh, pastor Val didn't mention it last week. Not, not because I'm a pastor. He said, before I was a pastor, when he was working secular work, he, he was living his life and being light and being salt, making a difference at the workplace. That's what I'm talking about. Living the life. Uh, just being an example to people. Pointing people to Christ. Uh, by, by our lifestyle, and even actually as the Lord opens that door, being willing to share Christ with them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 22 and verse 23, again, the apostle Paul says this, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 22 and 23. When I, when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Watch this. Yes, I can Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to do what? To save some. Might not save them all, but I can save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessing. Hallelujah. I think we should ask ourselves, when was the last time we shared the gospel with a friend, a neighbor, a colleague at work, a classmate at school, because the words of the apostle, in the, in the words of the apostle Paul, he said, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. So we now today, let's, let's also as the scripture says, let's do our level best to find common ground with as many people as possible with a goal of doing what? With a goal of doing everything we can to save some. We can't save them all, but we can save some if we'll answer the call, if we'll be the answer. I believe every one of us can, can save that the Lord has done some amazing things for us. Can you say that this morning? The Lord has done some amazing things. He's brought us to church this morning. Ah, he's put a roof over our head, a nice warm place where we can come and have church. Most of us drove in a car or came by public transportation, even to be able to walk to church this morning. What a blessing! We all have something we can be grateful for. We can all have something to stand back and say, look what the Lord has done for me. He's done some amazing things for me. So why are we quiet about it? Why do, why do we not tell others about the great things the Lord has done for us? How he has saved us. How he has forgiven us of our sins. How he has set us free. And how he's changed our lives. You see, that's all evangelism is. Telling others about the wonderful, amazing things the Lord has done for us. Or as the apostle, as the apostle Paul said in Acts chapter 20 verse 24, telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Let me just share this last verse with you in closing this morning. We don't have time to read all of 2 Kings chapter 6 and 2 Kings chapter 7, my church in Burundi. I could, I could, I could, I could take two hours and you know, but anyways, <laughs> when in Rome, do as the Romans. Hallelujah. But anyways, Romans, I rather, not Romans, I'm talking about Romans now. Two, two Kings chapter six and, uh, and chapter seven. It talks about uh, the city of Samaria and how it had been surrounded by the Syrian army. And uh, in fact, it was so desperate, the famine in the city. It says the people were eating donkey heads. And eating dove dung. You can read about it. Even had begun to eat their own children. I mean, that's how hungry things were in the city of Samaria. That's how desolate things had become. Degraded. And there were four lepers sitting outside the city gates. And already, you know, they're rejected by society. In those days, you know, they had to live outside the city. So there they were outside the city, outside the city gates. And they said, you know something? we sit here all all this time we're going to die of hunger if we go inside the city we're going to die in hunger die of hunger he said they said let's let's go to the syrian army it might be they'll have mercy on us so there they go they're walking to the syrian army and they get to the army to the camp of the syrians and there's nobody there they'd all fled God had sent a noise of some kind that confused them. And, and it says in the scriptures that they said, well, the king of, of Samaria or the king of Israel, he has hired the, the Egyptian army and the Ethiopian army. And they're, they're, this is them. They're coming after us. So they threw everything on the ground and they fled. Well, these four lepers, they get there and there's nobody. And so what do they do? Oh, just like any of the rest of us would do. They, they went into the tents They began to, you know, take the clothes and the gold and the silver. They went out and they hid it. Huh? Began to eat and drink. And it says they came to themselves. And it says in verse nine, two Kings chapter six verse, uh, two Kings chapter seven verse nine. It says, finally they said to each other, Hey man, this is not right. This is a day of good news and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back and tell the people of the palace. Hey, what are we doing? We're keeping all of this to ourselves. It's not right. We got to go share these blessings. We got to go share this good news with others. And, and here's what I want to encourage us with today. There's a lot of bad things happening in the world today. I mean, you don't have to look very far it's all around us, but, but let's not lose sight of the good things the Lord has done for us on a day-to-day basis, but more specifically, the wonderful things he has done for us in his death, burial, and resurrection so that we might be saved. Listen, my friend, this is a day of good news, and we need to be sharing it with others. What do you live for today? Is it your career? Make lots of money? Buy a house. Okay, and then what? These things in and of themselves are not bad. But if that's all you live for, you've misunderstood the real meaning of life. Our lives are worth more, are, are worth nothing. Our lives have no meaning. Our lives have no value. They're useless unless we are pointing people to Jesus. Unless we are winning souls, bringing people to Christ and forming them into disciples. Because it's then and only then that our lives have any real value. So let's make ourselves valuable to God by making ourselves available for God to use. By telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God to save them. In closing, I'd like just to share one quick testimony, how we answered the call. Back in the mid-80s, um, we were serving on staff at our church in Florida. And I remember, just like it was yesterday, I'd put a world map on my wall in my office. And uh, my desk was over here, and in front was the wall. And I put on the wall a world map and a scripture from Psalms that says, ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. And every day I would go and I would pray over the world map. I mean, I would physically throw my body up against the map and I would pray over the nations of the world. And I I pray for each one alphabetically. Starting in the A's, Afghanistan, Algeria, into the B's, Burundi, and all through the C's, Congo, and all the way up through M, Malawi, and Mozambique, and all the way up to Z, or as you say here, Zed. All the way up to Zed. Praying for Zimbabwe. Praying for Zambia. Praying over the nations of the world. And I would prayed this every day. Until I'd actually memorized all 240-something nations of the world at that time. Had memorized them all. I didn't even need to look at the paper anymore because I had familiarized myself with all the nations of the world. And I would just pray over the nations literally one by one alphabetically from A to Z. And I found myself praying, Lord, the great harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Lord, like Isaiah, he said, Lord, here am I send me who shall go for us who shall we send who will go for us and i would say lord like isaiah here i am i'm saying god here am i here am i here am i send me use me i'll go to the nations and now here i am today the very nations some of those nations i was praying over back in the mid 80s here i am today uh, uh, doing missionary work and planting churches feeding hungry children giving them education doing medical clinics uh, all the way up from Burundi uh, all the way down to to to, to Zambia where we've have some churches planted in and, and we're not going to be happy until we've planted one church in every nation on the continent of Africa. But that was birthed in me just praying over the nations. Praying and asking God, sin laborers. Lord, and as I would say, sin laborers. Lord, I would, I would say, Lord, here am I. I answer the call. I'll be the answer. Here I am. Use me. I'll go. Others may not go, but Lord, I'll go. And here I am today. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity. And even if it's just maybe a drop in the bucket, it's something. I believe we're able to help a few people and we'll keep doing what we can. Whatever it takes to save some, but it's birth in us when we Pray this prayer. I believe that's why Jesus told his disciples, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send. The harvest is great. Now pray the Lord of the harvest to send labors into the harvest because he knew when they began to pray over the harvest for God to send labors into the harvest that they would get to the place where they would say, Lord, here am I. Send me. I answer the call. I'll be one of those laborers. I'll be the answer to my own prayers. I would like to invite you this morning, if you could just take a moment with me, and let's pray. Can we stand this morning, maybe? Can we stand, and then Pastor Valdez is going to come and pray a pastoral prayer over us. This man is a pastor, now I'm telling you. I know a pastor when I see one. He's a pastor, and he's got a heart for his sheep, and I would just love him to close out the service with a pastoral prayer like he does each and every week. But before we do that, if I may, I'd like us to uh, pray just for a moment and, and let's just all pray uh, together. You pray with me that, that the Lord would send laborers right into the harvest. And, and, and uh, that God would even, and it just even, and, but I warn you, you better be careful, you know, because you might find yourself saying, okay, Lord, here am I, send me. But that's okay, because I believe that's where the Lord wants to take us. But it begins with a burden for the nations. It begins with a burden of praying for the lost, for God to send laborers into the harvest. So, can we just take a moment and pray that prayer together? And then, uh, and maybe as we uh, conclude that prayer, we'll pray over Africa and over the nations of Africa as the Lord leads you. You just say a prayer over those nations, maybe South Africa and Botswana and this Southern African region, Zimbabwe up through Central Africa, West Africa, North Africa, whatever God puts on your heart. So let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the word. We thank you for your encouragement to us. And Lord, as you told the disciples to pray, said the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send workers Into his fields. So, Lord, we pray this morning for workers. We pray this morning for laborers. We pray this morning for harvesters. Lord, we don't ask for harvest. Lord, we ask for harvesters. Lord, you said the harvest is already great. Lord, the thing that's lacking are harvesters. So, Lord, we pray for harvesters. We pray for laborers. We pray for workers in the fields. Lord, that you would raise them up and that you would send them out. And, Lord, we pray that you would stir our own hearts. Lord, as we pray for the nations, as we pray for the lost. As we pray for harvesters, Lord, as Isaiah said, when you said, who will go for us? Who shall we send? He said, here am I, Lord, send me. Lord, I believe it's rising up in our hearts this morning, each and every one of us to answer the call, Lord, to do what we can. Lord, there are are many of us who who will never go to, to nations of the world, but yet, God, we're surrounded by people each and every day, at school, at work, in our neighborhood, in our places of Recreation. There are people, Lord, that that, that we can relate to, Lord, that you bring across our path. So, Lord, may we be willing to share Christ. May we be light. May we be salt. May we be willing, Lord, to live for you and to tell others about Jesus. But, Lord, at the same time, there are some possibly here this morning uh, that you're speaking to about going, Lord, to other provinces throughout South Africa, other cities, Lord, maybe other places throughout the Southern African region. Lord, throughout the continent of Africa and the nations of the world. Hallelujah. So Lord, this morning we pray. We pray for South Africa. Ah. We pray for our Jerusalem. Amen. We pray for a mighty move of your spirit here in this nation. But God, we pray that you won't forget, Lord, and you won't over, overlook other nations throughout this Southern Africa region. We pray for Botswana. Lord, we pray for Namibia. Lord, we pray for Zimbabwe. We pray for Zambia. We pray for Mozambique. We pray for Tanzania. We pray for Kenya. Lord, we pray for Rwanda and we pray for Burundi. We pray for the DRC. Lord, we pray for Algeria and Morocco, all up through the North Africa region. Lord, in Egypt and Sudan. Lord, where there's war, bring peace in Sudan we pray. We pray for West Africa, Senegal. Lord, we pray for Ghana. We pray for Nigeria. We pray, God, that Africa, Lord, like Reinhard Bonnke said years ago, all oh, Africa shall be saved. So, Lord, we pray for the salvation of this continent. Lord, we pray for the salvation, Lord, of souls, lost souls. And we pray for laborers. Lord, laborers, use us. Use us, yes. Lord, however you Hallelujah. want, Lord, doing everything Amen. we can Amen. so that we might save some. Yes. So, Lord, we thank, thank you Lord. that you've used us. You'll continue to use us, Lord, in ways that, that, that would even uh, would just surprise ourselves. Amen. Ways, Lord, that maybe yes. we were not even yes. expecting. Yes. So we thank you, you open doors you, for us, thank Lord, that need God. to be open, that Hallelujah. no man can close and doors that need to be closed oh, to be closed that no man can open. We thank you, Lord. Bless Awaken Life Church. Lord, thank you for the willingness to, to partner with others uh, in missions. Lord, bless this church. Bless this local house. Bless Pastor Valdir, Lord, and, and Dale and the leadership. Lord, we thank you that you're doing a great work here. And Lord, you'll continue to do a great work. We believe, Lord, that, 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 that there are better days ahead. Lord, it's the, the life of this church and what you've got planned for this church. Lord, they've not seen... Lord, and and, and ear has not heard, eye has not seen the wonderful things, God, you're going to do in and through Awaken Life Church. So, Father, we thank you for this morning. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Thank
0: you so much, brother. Hang around, hang around. Okay, thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Folks, you've heard throughout the series, there's been a, a, a repeated theme in all the messages that we are called. As a body of Christ, as the church, the house, we are the house, we are the church. The church is not a building, it's people. And you've heard throughout this series, and again today, very loudly, God is calling us. And and, and I wonder if God has been speaking to you. Not just about becoming a voice where you are, at your place of work, at school, where you do recreation. You're becoming a, a, a normal day life, allow the Lord to use us wherever you are. But I wonder if some of you today again have been felt, felt a tagging of the Lord to be more than that. Maybe to be involved in ministry, either here or somewhere else. I wonder if some of you have felt a tug to, to, to go and preach somewhere else, another province, another nation. Have you felt maybe a tag to be, to do ministry, to be a missionary, to be, to do more for the Lord. I want you to just take a moment as we pray. As I close in prayer now. Water that seed. Don't let these moments just go by. We get together like this and and the Lord speaks to us. Whether you're watching online or listening or, or whether you're here. Moments like this when we gather around the word of God and we, and we hear it. The anointing is here. The presence of God is here. And, and we, God speaks to us. Don't walk out of this door and get caught up again in the busyness of life and forget what God has spoken to you here today, this morning. Water that seed. Listen to it. Go and think about it. Listen to the voice of the Lord. And if you feel that that calling is there, go to the Lord in prayer. Say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Ask him for guidance. Come and speak to us. Let's, let, let's talk about this. What God is doing in your life. And let's allow the Lord to use us. Whether it's just professionally, wherever you are. Or in full-time ministry. Or sending out. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so Father, I thank you for these moments this morning, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the message. Thank you for the encouragement. And thank you for the challenge, my God. And Father, I pray that what you are speaking to you, to us, what you're speaking to your people here online, listening right now, oh Father, let that seed grow. Help each and everyone to hear that voice and not to ignore it. This is not only for some people. It's not only for the Valdir's and Dia's and Jamie's and Leah's and Madalenas of this world. It's for all of us. All of us. My God. Help us to be a ministering people. A ministering church. That wherever we are, we might feel... What Paul felt, the desire just to serve God, to, to understand that without doing something for God, our life is useless. That our life only has true meaning when we are, number one, connected with God. And number two, doing something for God in our everyday life. And so I thank you, Father, for your word. Minister to every heart. Can I invite you right now to, if you feel that tugging, are you willing to say this morning, Lord, here I am, send me. Whatever that send me means, it could be that you're allowing God to use you at school and at your work and wherever you are right now. It could be that you're sensing, a call to ministry and you're saying, okay, Lord, send me. It could be that the call to the nations is touching you. And you need to go and do a bit more research, but today you're saying, here I am, Lord, send me. If that is you right now, in your heart, I want you to pray that prayer. I'm going to make a prayer, and if that is you, you follow me. And you say, dear Lord Jesus, you can say it out loud with me. If you are sensing that call and responding to it. And you online repeat it. You listening? Repeat it, dear Lord Jesus. I've heard your call, and in my life, and wherever you, however you speak to me, I am ready. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Father, I pray for each and every one, Lord, that has prayed that prayer, that has heard that call. Let it not end with just an emotional moment on a Sunday morning, but Father, let it be a journey that progresses, that grows, and that results in much fruit. Whatever it is, the call that you are answering to. Revive us, O oh Lord. Awaken us, O oh Lord, to the present truths of your word, to the present needs of the world, Lord God. And use us for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So now may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain upon each one of us as we hear his voice and as we answer the call. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. A great week, Jamie. Thank you so much, brother. The Lord bless you guys in your ministry and we'll see you again next Sunday. Amen. Feel free to go and chat with him and to Leia, Madalena. you know, let's have some fellowship. Don't rush home. Enjoy some coffee and uh, greet the parents of the dedicated children and
1: have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen.